You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. And thanks for joining us for the final segment of today's Real Presence Live. I'm one of your co-hosts, Teresa Curley, joined by... Mark Holcraft. And we've had a loaded show, and I am super excited for this next half hour. Um, We are going to be continuing the theme of missionary discipleship. And just a funny little story about this was last night when Mark and I were discussing today's show. We were like, oh, wouldn't it be cool if... And so we called three former net missionaries, and they all gave an immediate yes to joining us on the show, which I think is just a cool testimony to living out missionary discipleship. Um, So I guess I'm just going to go... To my left, well, Mark, you were a net missionary, correct? Yes, I was, 96 to 98. So, but I'm not the oldest netter here, so to say, and that's the term. Yes, that was a shout out to you, Kim. Oh, <laughs> well, Kim and Shelly. Um, You're just going to pull that one. I just did. <laughs> um, you no, did it. So, uh, but for our listeners, if you're not familiar with net ministries, it stands for National Evangelization Team. And what's been really awesome, Teresa, as I've been traveling more and more throughout the network, uh, Minnesota, North, South Dakota, and run into people, you know, they're familiar with World Presence Radio. When I, when I ask them, you know, where did you come from? Or you've not been there very long, welcome. And we have these pleasantries, the conversations. And one of the things I share, well, I worked with NET Ministries in the Cincinnati office. Have you heard of NET? More often than not, they say, NET, I have. And then I'll be talking to them, and what usually comes out is, I went on a net retreat when I was in junior high high school. Besides making me feel like a little bit older, whatever. (laughs) um, It's really many people, especially in Minnesota, North South Dakota, have been on a net retreat. Mm. Um, And for many, that was, it's memorable. You know, they actually may not remember the name (laughs) of the organization, but they remember the retreat. And so whenever we get talking about it, um, it's actually, it's very moving for them because they're brought back to a place of if not their first encounter with the Lord, the first like what so many of them have said, like the first time they remember seeing somebody who really seemed to be into their faith and genuine about it. Mm. Um, in which you know, for better or worse, I'm just going to choose to look at the better of that <laughs> to see. I think that speaks to a beautiful testimony about net. So, so yeah. So maybe one of the things we could do, Teresa, um, and, and it's it's all fun. You know, I served in '96 to '98 one year in the U.S. and one year in Canada. Mm-hmm. So maybe we could just find out what years did the different the different missionaries serve. Awesome. Okay. So, Janessa Philippi, could you tell me a little bit about yourself and the years you served? Yes. So I served in 99, 2000, and I, too, had net ministries come to my high school when I was a junior and senior, which really did plant the seed of seeing the Catholic faith in action which, coming from a small community, yes, we had religious education, and we went to Mass, and we had, you know, the season of Advent and Lent and all of these different beautiful aspects, yet I had not ever seen someone so on fire for the Lord Mm. and truly striving to live out missionary work within their capacity. And um, then I served my, what would have been my sophomore year of college. Okay, neat. Okay. Uh, Shelly Lichty, what about yourself? Yes, so I grew up um, on the east coast of Canada in Prince Edward Island, 
And it was a huge deal for me to leave my little town um, and come to West St. Paul to serve with NET in 94, 95. Um, I went home to do youth ministry work for a year, doing religious ed in my in my small town, uh, con- connecting with some other NET alumni to do retreats on the island for different parishes. But I really missed the full-time um the full-time missionary work. So I applied and went back on the road in 96, 97, and then I did two and a half years on staff. Um, And without exaggeration, I can say that NET truly, serving with NET truly saved my life. Um, uh, the, The gift of learning what it means to really pray, the gift of fellowship and deep relationships, falling in love with the Lord and His Church and His people in a new way. Um, it really set the stage for religious discernment um, and then marriage discernment and certainly family life, um, the skills that we learn in training, conflict resolution, <laughs> um, diving in and learning what it means to truly serve uh, one another, um, are definitely things that I pull out of my hat on a regular basis in family life. So just so abundantly grateful for those years that I was uh, deeply connected to the ministry. Mm. And Kim Kovash, I'm sorry, Kovash, uh, you served with Shelly, didn't you? Well, we were on the same year, her first okay. year um, on uh, 94-95. Um, we were not on the same team. But we were on the same year. Now, my team was um, the first full-time team in Canada. So we trained with the U.S. teams, and then they sent us off to Canada and um, traveled the entire country <laughs> from east to west. And uh, and so, yeah. But in my introduction, I grew up in Sioux Falls here, and... Um, and I'm sitting right now in the Catholic Chancery building where I work and looking out a window at the building where I went on in that retreat, my first net retreat. And that's really wow. where my heart really came to life, you know, in the desire really awakened in my heart for missionary work. Um, and, and during my time on that, too, I'll kind of echo, you know, the others that really the, what I was given on that and the environment that we were, um, invited into all the different things that we were provided in our formation really awakened that desire to just give to another what I've received. And um, like I said, I work in the chancery now and um, just really feel like through my married life as well, that um, really has given me a place and a space to be able to just answer that call to like our, our call to missionary, to be missionary people. So what really intrigues me about, like, you've all had the same experience or a similar experience of taking this year or two years or however long it was and living a radical life of community and evangelization. <laughs> but now, like, 20 years later, how is that still impacting you? How are you living that out? Um, like, Mark, you're on my, you're closest to me, so. Yeah. Well, it's a great question, Teresa, and um, I think I'm going to go back to something Shelley Lichty said 
Um, and it was funny because she even used a few phrases and I could see Janessa's face and I could hear Kim's laughter because there are certain phrases that really stand out like, yep, I was introduced to that when I was serving as a net missionary. Um, and I still, just as Shelly said, I still try to employ these same things that I was trained in years ago, but then it looks a little bit different, maybe in marriage and family life. Uh, frankly, here at Real Presence Radio, it's going to look a little bit different as you try to foster community and the priority given to community. Um, very much like, so how do I try to live that out now? Um, the vision that I try to lead uh, with, with regards to um, our staff here, Real Presence Radio, the two priorities of witness and community. So first, to just to strive for holiness, um, and by God's grace, what can that reveal? You know, and, and just to share that with staff um, and to realize that many times I fall short. I know I fall short. Um, but just to try to just, okay, like, well, just to try to give witness to the pursuit of holiness, right? Um, and then the community life, like as a staff, so prioritizing the nature of um, trying to grow to pray together. Um, on net, there's a thing called team prayer. It shouldn't be a new thing for everybody, right? Families pray together, you know, individuals pray, they're taking personal prayer. But team prayer was really kind of a lifeblood for the missionaries as a team Mm. Um, because you're put in so many intense situations, different situations. Um, You're staying in different homes almost every night, every other night. Um, And so that can just be really uncomfortable for some of the missionaries if they're not used to it. They're putting new, put in new situations. Mm. Even though you go through phenomenal training, well, part of that training is the importance of praying together as a team. Um, so even here, um, just even when we came, just trying to make the priority, okay, we're going to, let's pray as a staff every day. Even if it's a short period, let's just pray as a staff every day. Um, and within my own marriage and family life, uh, Shelly used the word, I think she said conflict resolution. You know, not just in the nature as a dad for my kids, but our kids need to see what can that look like between my wife and I, between Meredith and I. And we struggle through that, you know, um, the nature of conflict, disagreements. Um, I think it's okay that your parents, that the kids see parents are disagreeing. It's infinitely important to see, well, how are they going to resolve that? And so then in turn, it gives witness to how they might be able to resolve it um, amongst, at least in my family, amongst their brothers fighting. (laughs) So for me, um, that stands out to me is uh, prayer, conflict resolution, um, asking forgiveness, even to say things like, I ask your forgiveness if you've wronged somebody instead of just saying, I'm sorry, or yeah, whatever, you know, right. uh, things like that. For me, that's, that's how I try to employ those still. No. Neat. Okay. And all right. We only have a minute before break, but Janessa, <laughs> what about for you? Absolutely. When I think of the capacity that I'm able to employ the skills that everyone has been mentioning, um, that we learned as foundational tools for everyday life, and moving forward into marriage, mm-hmm. getting married a couple of years after net, um, four children later, and now 20 years forward, okay. we look at the transition in our own, I look at the transition in my own career. I was an elementary school counselor at a Catholic, Catholic schools, and then I transitioned by um, the call of God to public education as an elementary counselor. And just over five years ago, the Lord invited my family to venture into a nonprofit called Down Home, which is um, a boots-on-the-ground ministry here in the Fargo-Moorhead community that truly 
I do believe without net, I don't, you know, the mm. capacity that's been built in the, on the leadership level and recognizing that with our little, the Lord will do immeasurably more and having um, his truth built in to, um, into the mission has helped it thrive and grow within our community. Wow. Well, if you're just tuning in, I'm sitting here with four net missionaries, two in studio, two over the phone in Sioux Falls, and we're just unpacking the theme of missionary discipleship and living that out. So stay with us over the break, and we'll be back with more Real Presence Live. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Do you know a priest who has made a difference in your life or at your parish? One who has helped you through a loss, discern an important decision, or celebrated the sacraments with you and your family? Real Presence Radio would like to know about these amazing priests. Visit our website at realpresenceradio.com slash contact to nominate your priest. And each week on Real Presence Live, we will recognize one of our priests with a dozen donuts generously donated by a local business. Help us honor our fathers by nominating your priest today. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with a creative gift planning tip. Have interruptions impacted your charitable giving? If you feel like you have less to give this year or are waiting until you get through these recent challenges, we want to let you know about some creative gift options that won't cost you a dime this year. For example, you could designate Real Presence Radio as the beneficiary of all or percentage of your IRA or make RPR beneficiary of a percentage of your estate or specific asset. Make a bequest commitment gift this year without impacting your savings or investments. To learn more about the benefits of making a charitable bequest, please visit our plan giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. I'm Carrie Dew, Executive Director of Riverview Place. I've worked my entire career in healthcare as a social worker in the hospital, skilled nursing, and hospice settings. I love my job. Not only do I get to work with a caring, dedicated team that displays human kindness to every resident, it's a privilege to offer seniors a lifestyle that reminds me of what it felt like to grow up in the small rural town of Buffalo, North Dakota. To join our faith-based community, call us today for a tour at 701-412-1952. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. And thanks for staying with us on Real Presence Live. I'm one of your co-hosts, Teresa Curley, joined with... Mark Holcraft. And we've just been having a cool conversation about missionary discipleship and living that out after giving service as a net missionary. And before the break, we were talking with Mark and Janessa about how their experience with net ministries is impacting how they're living their life today. So to just jump right back into the conversation, uh, Shelly, how has your formation with net impacted you now? Oh, well, um, I would, just to echo back what I said initially, without exaggeration, being with NET, my time on NET saved my life. 
So when I came to NET training my first year, I was two months sober. Um, and the Lord used um, my time with NET to really ground me in who He made me to be, um, what it meant to be His daughter first and foremost. Um, incredible fellowship and community that supported me as I was learning and growing, um, not all of which was easy, right? Pain is usually <laughs> pain is usually associated with growth, um, and that was certainly true, especially for my, my first year on net, um, as the Lord was just really remolding me um, into the woman that He, he wanted me to be. Um, and through my time with Annette, just continue to learn to say yes to the Lord. Mm. Um, you say yes every day when you wake up and pray with your team and have meals with your host families, even though you're tired. And you say yes to being on retreat again, mm. even though you're desperately tired and want a day off. Uh, you say yes again to packing up and moving and having no roots and just kind of on the go. Um, it's just this attitude and um, atmosphere of yes, Lord, yes, Lord, and I've really taken that with me um, in in my time off net. Um, part of that is continuing to live life one day at a time by the grace of God. Being sober, which I'm so grateful for, um, it's yes in family life um, in the different ways that the Lord has called me to lay down my life and my preferences and my will. Uh, for the for the what's best for our family, for our children, for my marriage, um, and then that deep sense of community that it builds. Um, it really uh, that time on net just solidified the fact that we need each other. Mm. <laughs> this is uh, life with Christ is not something that we can do alone. And um, so, in our family, we've always welcomed people into our home around our table. Um, just really wanting to engage in relationship and fellowship with each other. Um, and in our new home here in South Dakota, uh, the Lord has given us a great place where we're able to welcome people in in a different way. And every Friday in June, and we're moving forward into mm -hmm. July and August, we're having barbecues and bonfires and swimming and just time for people to come together to build relationship, to build community um, and that was mm -hmm. something that I learned on net was that we need each other. Mm -hmm. um, and so we're trying to create um, at least the opportunity for relationship and community here. So mm -hmm. just incredibly grateful, mm -hmm. eternally grateful for my time on net and what it means for my life today. What a neat way to live missionary discipleship out of your home and into the larger community. Mm -hmm. uh, now, mm -hmm. Kim, what about for yourself? Uh, you know, I feel like there's a really uh, a very evident golden thread as we all speak, you know, and um, I feel like we're echoing each other, which is really beautiful. It's a testament to the work that the Holy Spirit really is laboring to do through us individually, but through the gift of, of match, really, mm -hmm. you know. Um, but I would say, like, um, you know, like what really is kind of stirring in my heart is that foundation that I received in just growing in prayer, in my daily habit of prayer. And um, and what that really gave me personally and in being able to just grow in intimacy with our Lord and and then to, and then in our daily time of, of team prayer, you know, and building that community, which we're talking about here as well. 
you know, like how important that is because we are not meant to be Lone Ranger Christians. We're meant to like to to be loved and and to love, you know, and and so really to to grow in that, you know, like I continue to just really ask Jesus every day, you know, like how he wants me to respond to him, you know, in in just being able to be drawn closer to him. Because we know, like the catechism, it's one of my favorite uh, parts in the catechism where like, um, you know, the Lord's initiative is all, always comes first. Our response is always, or our first step is always a response, you know, to his love. Mm-hmm. And so like, Lord, what does that look like today? You know, and I just really feel like that foundation that I received in, in my daily time of prayer and then team prayer, growing in that community, growing in relationship with others around me, really helped to form me who I am. You know, because our to be able to really do what I do today, I work in um, the Office of Discipleship and Evangelization here, and I, and I have a family, too. You know, first and foremost, I'm married and I have a family. I have six kids and a, and a grandson. And, um, and, you know, like, to be able to just really live, live out my identity as a beloved daughter, you know, first and foremost, and then what does that look like in my family life? What does that look like to my husband, you know? And then what does that look like, you know, in my work? Um, and, and really, like, I have to ask Jesus every day, you know, Jesus, what is the most fruitful way that I can respond to your love today? What are you asking me today? And I never want to get up and put my feet on the floor before having that dialogue with Jesus, like, Jesus, let's do this today. You know, like, what are we going to do today? And being able to respond in a generous and in a, in a really maximal way. Um, I, Like I said, I feel like I can trace back that golden thread of that foundation that I received in that, in that um, formation on that, you know? Hey, Kim, I, I, I'm loving what you're saying, and I'm just... As everyone's been talking, um, some things that have come to mind that it's just really, I don't know if any of you have had a chance to catch portions of Repentance Live this morning before you came on, um, because we're all coming in from busy schedules, but there's something fascinating happening. You know, uh, Teresa talked about the theme of missionary discipleship, and absolutely, Mm -hmm. missionary discipleship has been thread through the whole morning, um, and that's part of what inspired that, um, you know, closing off with, hey... How about, would we consider, and I don't remember if you brought it up, reaching out to some net missionaries, but certainly um, the word missionary discipleship, I was introduced to it before it became mainstream at all through net, <laughs> net ministries. Um, this morning, we had a woman, Jody Clements, who shared about her apostolate and helping women to deal with abortion. And then we had Joe Rutten, mm-hmm. uh, who was also a net <laughs> alumni, uh, mm-hmm. who is in Sioux Falls, and he was talking about uh, faith and business. And then we had Bishop Quinn, and the two words that he stood out and shared with, and I want to come back to you after our preview, was gratitude and humility. Um, Mm -hmm. But before we can continue forward with that, I just want to pitch it back to Brooklyn, who's going to give us a preview for tomorrow's program. On the next Real Presence Live, Wednesday 9 to 11 a.m. Central, our host Roxanne Solonen from the Fargo studio. She, She has on... Father Sean Mulligan from the Diocese of Fargo to talk about celebrating Cor- Corpus Christi with his parish and month- with his parish and Monsignor Thomas Richard from the Diocese of Bismarck to talk about discerning the will of God. She also has Father Wayne Sattler from the Diocese of Bismarck to celebrate 25 years of priesthood. All that and much more live Wednesday 9 to 11 a.m. Central. Thanks, Brooklyn. How's it going back there? It's going good. <laughs> <laughs> good. Good. It's great having you. Um, so Thanks. I just want to pick up quick, Teresa, 
Because I think Bishop Quinn, there's something so significant as he's on his way out as the Bishop of Winona, Rochester. And we asked, you know, if there's anything else you had to say, what else would you want to say? And he said, um, he frankly challenged us. He challenged us to gratitude and humility. Mm-hmm. That's what he wants for his people. That's what he wants for the Diocese of Winona, Rochester. I thought, you know, ladies, how fitting, because I think that kind of ties in my experience of net. Like that summarizes it pretty well. The call to humility, which Shelley, I mean, I just think you articulated so beautifully on um, that utter dependence, the need for us to be dependent on the Lord um, and gratitude. I, I had never seen people so joyful in my life about being Catholic. Um, and I know it's not just net ministries, but that was just the first time I was exposed to that kind of joy and gratitude. So Janessa, any just final thoughts? We have probably 20 seconds for each of you. Final thoughts. Spark something incredible with a yes. Yes to Net Ministries was an incredible yes that truly has led me into the next yes in married life as a mother of four, as an executive director of a nonprofit. We are called to be boots on the ground for the Lord, building the kingdom, and he has equipped each and every one of us with unique gifts and talents to be able to unitedly with other people in community, build up his kingdom. So spark something incredible with your yes. Shelly, how about for you? Yeah, I would say I was thinking about the story of the the two loaves, um, the loaves of the fishes, right? The the young boy brought what he had. And that's, that's who we are. We bring to the Lord what we have and who we are. He blesses it. Um, and as Kim said, our response is always a response to his love first. And as long as we keep that in order, um, his love can be made manifest in us. Kim, 10 seconds. 10 seconds. One really touch on is, you know, I just say gratitude and how that bishop was talking about gratitude. This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network.